Andre Dre there with Rise Up. And I think, oh, what a way to get into the next segment of the show. We're talking about mourning the loss of a loved one in the family. How do we deal with grief? How do we deal with loss? How do we process the pain? Losing a loved one through death is an inevitable part of life, right? It's one we cannot escape. We've all been there at some point in our lives. It is an intense period of great great sadness you know we seek support we remember we regret sometimes eh? words not spoken maybe words spoken out of tune grief is painful and because we live in Africa we also have to deal with the rituals right the culture that is associated with loss culturally speaking men and women have to deal with grief very differently men uh, tend to keep to themselves they are told uh, real men don't cry they have to deal with the pain silently uh, they want to feel like they're in control of the situation and they just have to quickly move on uh, they have to be strong for everybody else women on the other hand and of course I'm generalizing here but we're encouraged to talk about it over and over again i'm just um just visualizing a woman who's lost a loved one they're sitting in matrasin right and uh, as everybody comes in they're asked you know what happened they retell the story they recount it that's a way of processing right that's a way of of of, of dealing with that loss that we very seldom want to deal with it alone because you're surrounded by so many people and some might say that's a problem in and of itself but we look at pictures we cry we want to be heard we support one another through it all is there you know some way that we can process loss differently maybe culturally speaking joining me on the line now is someone who herself has had her fair share of grief like so many of us i mean she spent 21 days in a mental institution as a result of the trauma she had experienced from losing loved ones in her life and tebo ranabe wrote a book called 21 days of hell where she shares her experience she's now an inspirational speaker and mental health activist. We also have with us in studio Pizzo Maleka. He's the founder of Maleka's PM Grave Closure. His company digs graves and exhumes bodies and um, he has seen a lot of people go through that process of grief in many, many different ways and uh, perform different rituals as part of that healing process. Uh, they're both with us to talk to us about how we ought to mourn the loss of a loved one. Of course, there's no one size fits all. Hey, So, uh, Ndepo, let's maybe start with you. Tell me about these 21 Days of Hell and what led to that? Hi, Ayinda. Thank you so much and greetings to the listeners and thank you for having me. You're most welcome, um, sis. Mm, go um, on. The, the reason that I ended up in a mental institution was because, uh, you know, when you've had a series of people living your life, like an exodus, people dying on you and you never have an opportunity to actually grieve or mourn, then you, you end up experiencing a mental breakdown because mm. you have all these emotions that you have bottled and you're not dealing with them accordingly. And then your brain will now tell you, no, it, it has had enough. It mm. is quitting. And then that's how you lose it. You end up in a mental institution. Yeah. So tell me about the loved ones that you lost. Was it a partner? Was it a sibling? Was it a parent? Well, well um, I've lost two partners. I've lost my parents. I've lost my sibling. I've lost my grandmother, who was my matriarch. And, um, yeah, and mm. my cousins. And, yes, they, they is, they, those are all the people that I've lost. And, and the space between my grandmother and my cousin 
say just a week. So mm. in this week you're burying, next week you're burying again. So that don't touch doesn't leave your body. It's forever with you. So you never actually get the chance and opportunity to process everything, to say, okay, now this one member is gone. How do I deal with their absence? While you're still dealing with that, then another one leaves. Yeah. So, yeah, your brain will now tell you it can't deal with everything anymore and then it just shuts down. Yeah. The way in which we deal with it in the African culture is that for a week, there are people who are at your house, relatives, etc. They must be cooking. They must be running around. Do you find that that helped or hindered your healing process? The fact that there were lots of people there, was that a good support mechanism for you? Or did you find it to be very intrusive and and maybe something that uh, prohibited your healing process? I can can look at it um, with... Two, two different lenses, right? The, the idea of having people coming through shows you that there are people that are supporting you. And um, in the African way, we've always had ways of dealing with different circumstances that we don't know how to handle. And repeat, having somebody repeat how the, the, the loved one passed away helps you process it when they keep repeating it. But you, as the one that has lost a family member, when you remember, when you get, um, when you snap out of it, and look at your reality and having these people constantly in your space remind you that these people are not there for, for to have a nice cup of coffee and mm. tea and biscuits. They're there because of this particular reason that you've lost somebody and that takes you, that, that makes the healing process um, slightly, slightly delayed. Not mm. that it would be faster, but having them around constantly keeps you in that space, keeps you in that hole. Hmm. Even though it has advantages, but it also has disadvantages. Yeah, but the, it also depends on your mental capacity and on your and your re- resilience. But I don't think anybody is equipped much to deal with with the passing of a loved one. Yeah, it shakes everybody differently. Yeah, and then there's that silence when everybody then goes, ne? After, and then there's that silence. Ah, you after know, the with funeral, us, with, with the African people. The, 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 the influx of people coming through in mm. the, the week leading to the burial um, plays a huge role, right? And then the one thing they don't realize is that on the Saturday or whichever day when you finally say bid farewell to the one that you, to your loved one, mm. then everybody just leaves. Mm. And it's like everybody just carries on with their lives, and, 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 which is justified. But then you start feeling the void. Yeah. Because that noise and activity is now all gone, like instantly. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, I'd like to find out from Bizo. I mean, he has um, helped so many families go through that mourning process. He has buried many loved ones from celebrities to laymen alike. And it would be interesting to find out if he's seen any observations in terms of differences um, that men and women have in dealing with that process of loss. Um, Has he seen men, you know, having to be strong and women falling apart? Some of them sometimes wanting to throw themselves in the grave um, and follow after their loved ones. So let's talk a little bit about the, the gender dynamics when it's involving involving uh, grief, loss and trauma in the African culture. You're with Ayanda Ali Payne. All right, let's continue this conversation. Mourning the loss of a loved one in the family. Pizzo, let's come to you now. You have witnessed many, many funerals. Do you see a similar trend between how men deal with uh, loss of a loved one and how women deal with it? Uh, thank you, Ayanda, for having me in the studio today. Uh, you know, and 
when it comes to that part, that's the most part that can break you. When I don't get to, to know all the families that uh, I work with during the funerals, I get to meet them at the cemetery. But looking at the, how men and women uh, treat themselves is something that can break your heart. There is no form, there is no format whereby you'd find they all break. Mm. And we find ourselves crying the room. Crying. All, all of my six guys, you'll find us in tears. Yeah. Seeing how, how these people, they break. You know, from the tent. He breaks. Or when the coffin that's when you see people and we ended up learning but because of we could communicate understanding there or you know what mm. they really lost their loved ones mm. so it's not a matter and this people should should how must they behave they just break and cry yeah. And tell me a little bit about the ways in which um, people also express that trauma because because we're busy, we're peeling the vegetables, etc. You don't really get to process the death. But when you're standing in front of that open uh, hole, you know, and the box is about to go six feet under, the realization just hits you. There's a there's a person that you will never, ever get to see again on this side of the clouds. You know, some people will scream hysterically. Others, tell me a little bit more mm. about how people will express that 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 loss and that shock you know you get to to see that on the last day actually you get to see twice that's when you see or know and then after the funeral saturday funeral sunday then monday reality strike everyone will conclude now you wake up in the morning you've got that picture or maybe my mom is still in the bedroom you understand? That's when it, it hits you. But during the week, it's the kiddie up and down. But the symmetry part and the Monday part. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, it's and I difficult. found, Hore, you know, sometimes it's not immediate, you know. So there's the Monday part, but then there's months later when you hear a particular song that reminds you of so-and-so. Mm. Or you, you go through a particular milestone, you know. For me, it was uh, when I had my first child and my mom wasn't around. And I had so many questions to ask. I wanted to know, Mama, was it like this with me? How did you process this? How did you deal with one or two things? Or how did you, you know, how did you tie your tummy? You know, small things like that, you know. So which brings me back to you Ntepo. um how in, in in retrospect you know how should you have dealt with your loss such as um so as to minimize maybe the trauma uh, later where you end up spending 21 days in a mental institution looking back now how do you think you should have dealt with it should you have gone to counseling uh, should you have spoken out more what do you think we should have done as a people in order to minimize some of these harrowing effects of loss Okay, um, truth, truth be told, um, I think ideally it would have worked better to go for counseling. But then I did go for counseling, but then on the upside, you must remember with us as African people, there are some things that we don't necessarily pay attention to, like when you then subsequent to, to your trauma, to whatever, then experience depression. Depression is taboo to African people. They say, snap out of it, move on. So it's not easy to really say, guys, I'm still struggling with a very same issue. 
you know, the passing of the loved one. You see that other people are moving on easily, but you are still holding on. And like you rightfully said earlier on, Amanda, there is, um, uh, there is this um, delayed grief where something triggers and then you go back. Mm. You never actually get a, a chance to move on. And then um, where I'm concerned is that sometimes when you go for counseling, you find that um, I think it's better, in my opinion, that you talk to people who knew the person that has, the loved one that has passed on, rather than talking to a stranger. With me, it didn't yield any fruit going for counseling because I felt that, for instance, um, when I'm talking to this psychiatrist about the passing of my dad, I just didn't feel like she connected with what I was going through. I, I felt I, I felt healing would have happened faster had my family members sat down with me and we shared memories together. Mm. And um, we also have to highlight the fact that it's different both to male and female. I'm trying to answer the question that you, you raised earlier. Mm. There is a male model of grief, of, 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 of mourning. And there's also a female model of, of, of mourning. Uh, with, with males, I find that they, they keep to themselves. They, they, they keep it controlled. They, they've got this get on with it kind of attitude and they've got a fixed kind of attitude. And then, um, they then experience inhibited grief when they don't actually show that they're going through it this part oh. time. And there's also, um, a delayed grief which is more prevalent in the male space because they hardly ever pay attention to their emotions. They, mm. some, I'm, I'm generalizing here, which might be wrong, but men are not necessarily in touch with their emotions like with us. With the female model, you find that we, 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 we tell our story. We say, I really am not coping. Mm. And then um, we, we actually feel every emotion. We feel, we, we feel our way through we feel through everything, like even in, in a relationship, everything yeah. that we do is emotional. And I, I would say that we, with females, it's easier to seek for support and connect with people that knew the loved one that passed on. Mm. And um, there's also a, a, a moment of remembrance and also there's different, there's different ways. And the, the African culture then comes in handy where there's rituals that they, 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 they perform to, to say that they are with you, to show that they are with you through this period. Like with the 10 days, after 10 days, then and doing all sorts of things and the sharing of clothes and then and then and then. But um, it's not really easy to move on. Like with, um, I'd like to make a, a classic example with myself to say with everybody else that I've lost, it was, Slightly easier, bearable, but with my dad, it also depends with the relationship that you had with the person that has passed on. Mm. Like it took me a whole of seventeen years to 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 not to make peace with it, but to finally yeah. accept that he has passed on. Because time is not on our side, I'm going to ask that you share your either contact details or where we can find your book, just to aid those who are also going through a similar process of grief, of loss, you know, Giddy Easter, and it's a happy time for most, but for others, it's sad because maybe it's the first Easter without a loved one, or maybe people have just heard the news that they've lost a loved one in a road fatality or whatever the case may be. So how do we reach out to you? How do we find you? Okay, um, in light of everything that um, I, I've created a page on Facebook, which is called Pearl Harbor, 
where we spoke about where we talk about our emotions mm-hmm. and um they can get hold of me on Instagram and Twitter on Twitter um my, my handle is I'm Tiporanate and there's a page for 21 days of hell on Facebook and on Facebook I'm Tiporanate and on Instagram is um I'm in Tipo. Yes, yeah. those are right. Yeah. Ntepo Ranape, thank you very much for joining us. Inspirational speaker, mental health activist. If you're looking for any more details, 21 Days of Hell is the book that she has written about dealing with grief, loss and trauma. And very quickly, let me find out, PM Grave Closure, how do people find you? Because you assist in that mourning process. It's minus one problem of having to uh, dig out the hole, of having to secure things, some financial services that you provide as well. So you aid people who are dealing with loss that it's they don't have to now be running around and dealing with uh, extra things of uh, logistics how do people reach out to you Peter? Uh just before they reach out to me we've just launched uh, pm financial services mm. whereby you can just sms the word pm to 31969 or call the call center number which is 0861 or for PM Grave Closures, you can contact us on 072-127-0581. Mm. And what we'll do is also make this available via podcast and you'll be able to get all this information at your disposal whenever you need it at your convenience. Thank you very much for having joined us. It-